0: McHarrion to Stokes, who's onside! one goal. Here's Sims, it's a good search, this from
1: Southampton, they could finish the job here, it's Shane Long, and he has done it! Just a minute to play, plus stoppage time. Here's Leticia! Hello and welcome to the Saints FC podcast A little bit of unusual um, show this time around It's a bit of a bonus episode As uh, we hand over the Saints FC podcast channel To the guys from The Ugly Inside For their review of Saints Transfer Window So over to The Ugly Inside guys Welcome along to another episode of TUI Transfer Talk. The summer saga is finally over. Nick and I are here to kind of dissect the uh, transfer activity of Southampton so far this summer. Obviously, talking about Virgil van Dijk and uh, what's next for him. But first of all, let's start with the incomings. Everything's been concluded. Incomings Jan Bednarek, 5 million. Mario Lemina, 18 million. Wesley Hoot, 15, 16 million. Good signings, I think, yeah, I think so. I mean I mean,
0: there's always a cry to spend money uh in a transfer window, uh, but sometimes you know you you can spend money just for the sake of it and and saints have spent their money carefully yeah there's a there's a case that we could have got another striker in uh, um but I, I think that we've now got a good good solid all round squad it, it, as long as Van Dyke comes back and and plays, but lamina, good signing strong gives us options in the the center to steady the ship uh who will hopefully be what we need at the back as a replacement for jose fonte uh and bednar x1 for the future so you know many supporters will be whinging a little bit that we haven't signed a striker. or we haven't spent much but you know it's about improving the squad not about spending money
1: and those are the key areas that we needed to improve I mean as you say Wesley Hoot is finally a replacement for Jose Font and they said last uh, January even we weren't allowed Font to leave unless there's a mm. replacement lined up it's taken them eight months or so to replace Wesley Hoot and he's uh, he played in the international squad last night with Holland they got uh, hammered 4-0 against France but another good young talent to fit in in the philosophy of Southampton Football Club
0: yeah definitely I mean I watched the second half of the game against uh, Holland France and I wouldn't have particularly said Wesley Hoot was to blame for it Holland are a poor team as has been proved you know o- over the course of the World Cup and you know they're, they're likely now to go out of the World Cup if they don't beat Bulgaria um, in a few days time I mean ironically uh, we should want the Dutch to beat uh, the Bulgaria because that will put them back with a chance of getting to Russia uh, and one of the things that can inspire Virgil van Dyke to come back into the side and you know put in a shift as we say is that if Holland's World Cup hopes are still in place after, the, after next week or this time next week mm. you know if you know the Dutch can beat Bulgaria then they'll go into the final round of group games with a chance and that, that hopefully could work in our favour.
1: And Mario Lamina, another shrewd signing for Saints. Broken our record again this summer. Uh, nowhere near as astronomical as the fees that we've seen in the transfer window. I think uh, I've seen a stat. We've broken almost 200 million. No, mm. it, well, the, I think the transfer alone almost hit yeah. 2 billion. But Mario Lamina, big, strong midfielder, box-to-box, high energy. Another, another great sign for us. Yeah,
0: I mean, what it's enabled us to do uh, is... We can get back to what we've done so well prior to last season, and that is have a solid goalkeeper, a solid back four, and a solid central pairing in midfield, which we didn't have last year. And, and I mean, the fact that we didn't have it, I mean, we had the problems at the back four, or in the centre of the back four, with Fonte disinterested, and then in the second half of the season, Virgil van out, which led to uh, Forster you know losing a little bit of confidence and a little bit of stability and which led to the fact that in the second half of the season we just had to sit back and you know protect the back four and goalkeeper which meant we didn't let many in at the end but we didn't score any now we can get back to doing what we do well because we've got two central midfield players who can battle and hold the midfield we've got two central defenders assuming van Dijk puts his uh, effort in who are his you know, a good pairing, we've got a couple of good full backs that can bomb forward, we can get back to what we did well two, three years ago. Now, if we do that, I think we've got the firepower up front because you we've got Shane Long, we've got Charlie Austin, and we've got Manolo Gabiardini. All players that are capable of getting into double figures and in the, at this level of football. But the key is, as well, is players like Sof- Sofiane Bufal, who you know, can then with that backbone behind him, start to show why we paid a lot of money for him.
1: Yeah. He hasn't really lit up expectations so far, but uh, as you, have you been, as you've been saying in your articles, you know, this is the season that Sofiane and Buffal should be given the chance to shine. And we are, we have a plethora of a uh, midfield talent now. And uh, we've obviously seen Geordie classy go out on loan mm. because there's no room for him in midfield. We've got Lamina, Davis, Romeu uh, Warprouse, and Hoiberg. Uh, mm. And uh, up, in the attacking midfield again you've got Ward in that bracket Tadic Buffal uh, Redmond long even in that bracket too George, Josh Sims yeah. you can add to that yeah. Uh, yeah we've got the squad there I mean
0: it, it's easy uh, you know in today's you know social media world people put something on social media take it as gospel and then all of a sudden <laughs> thousands of people going yeah 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 and Buffal is a good player Bufal showed on occasions last year what he can do you know you, we not two better goals scored last season than the one he got against Sunderland in the League Cup, and the one he get, got against Middlesbrough in the league. He can do it, but he's no, you, you know, he's not a battler. He's not a box to box player. He's a, he's a flair player. He's a, you know, a luxury player. When you haven't got the solid foundation uh, defensively, you can't utilize him. When you have, you know, you can do it. People remember Letizia as being a great player, and he was but there were plenty of games when Letizia we were under the caution letting goals in and it didn't matter what Letizia did <laughs> uh, but when you needed him to he did and I'm hoping that Bafal will show that for us
1: Ok on to the outgoings then. Uh, we saw, we've saw we seen half a dozen players go out line briefly mentioned that Geordie Class has gone on loan and he went on the penultimate day of the transfer window off to Club Bruges and uh, as we say, there's not really any room for him. And then essentially he's seen himself as a six-choice uh, midfielder.
0: I mean, I'm sad. I mean, Jordi Classy is not a bad player. He's been a good player for Saints over the two years. But what he has been is an unlucky player. I mean, he's unlucky in his debut is for the club against Vitesse Arnhem he uh, you know, pulled his thigh muscle I think it was and was out for three months which meant he n- missed all the grounding of the pre-season that was needed to get at the Premier League fitness level which meant that he was always playing catch up throughout the season but he played a full part in getting us to sixth place in the league this year last year he wasn't a bad player but again he was unlucky he fell out of favour with Claude Puel uh, the two games that he played in the final f- f- half of the season he played well Great mm. goal at West Brom. Good man of the match performance at West Brom. Got dropped. Coming at Middlesbrough, created a goal at West Brom. Good performance. Got dropped. He was just unlucky. Hopefully, you know, I'm not sure. We might not see the last Classy yet. I mean, he could have a good season at Club Bruges, come back and uh, re-establish himself.
1: And there are some suggestions, actually, that uh, when I put the video out the other day, that Geordie Classy, who will come back next season, Stephen Davies will then be pushing 33-34, perhaps, Maybe Classy's a long-term replacement for Davis.
0: Possibly, because what you've also got to look at is the fact Romu and Lemina, or Lemina, however we want to pronounce it, are quality players. And if they put in the season that we want for them, they're going to be in demand. Mm. So, you know, the chances are that one of them may be moving on in the next year. Um I don't know, but if it is, we Classy coming back in, as you say, Stephen Davis now well into his 30s, Classy's career at St Mary's might not be
1: over. OK, another outgoing zen. We've seen a, a long-term player, a well-liked around the football club, Jay Rodriguez. Uh, we sold him for £12 million up to uh, West Brom. Decent move for the fella. Again, another player that's been uh, unlucky with uh, the amount of competition in the squad.
0: Yeah, I mean, st- again, Jay Rodriguez is a quality player. He's an unlucky player for what happened to him a few years ago. I mean, I think this is probably the best move for everyone all round I like Jay Rodriguez he put in some good performances last season and he was one like Shane Long like Geordie Classy who fell foul of Claude Puel's rotational system you know it just seemed every time Long or Rodriguez got a goal they got dropped uh, he scored some vital goals last season he scored some good goals last season um, but I think all in all, he needed a fresh start and it suited everyone. Jay Rodriguez gets a fresh start at West Brom. We get 12 million quid. I mean, yeah, it's it's a sad ending to his career. I rather hope that he'd be a lot, lot better than that. But you can't fault him for his effort and he should go and has gone with... The best wishes in a fan when he returns to St Mary's there won't be anyone booing him
1: yeah and, he, and he's had that when he returns to Burnley there, there's been no animosity mm. at all since leaving the football club up there either and he's already got on the score sheet so it's great to see Jay wood already finding shooting boots but other mm. players that's gone under the radar that has been, that's left us this summer Lloyd Isgrove, Jason McCarthy, both left us, but none of those would be anywhere near the first team. Lloyd mm-hmm. Isgrove's been a long-term servant to the football club. Mm-hmm. But another player for me, I'm very disappointed to see him leave because we are actually missing that type of player up front and Sam Gallagher's gone to Birmingham on loan.
0: Yeah, I mean, Sam. to be honest, Sam Gallagher, again, is fourth choice forward. Uh, you know, is he better than Charlie Austin? No. Is he better than Manolo Gabbiadini? No. Is he better than Shane Long? No. Uh, I mean he needs another season in the championship he he had a decent season Mm. for Blackburn but when you look at it most of his goals were scored in the first half of that season and he didn't score a lot I think he got about two goals in the final 20 games which you know we didn't really watch him so on the face of it I don't know what he got 10 goals in 35 games 12 goals 12 goals it's not it doesn't seem a bad return Mm. for a relegated side too for a relegated side too but as they were getting relegated late in the season, Sam Gallagher didn't get the goals for him, mm. which was part part of it. So, you know, he needs another year somewhere, needs a, a little bit of more experience and then comes back. Uh, and we'll see what he what he's made of then. But at the moment, you know, he's fourth choice at best. And and if we had assigned a forward, if we had got Vietto or whatever, he'd have been fifth choice. So, mm. you know, he needs... He needs a bit of grounding because he wouldn't, to be honest, he wouldn't have got much game time.
1: And a player that almost seemed like he was going to leave yesterday on transfer deadline day, Matt Target, earlier on the, uh, earlier on, on uh, Thursday morning, there were reporters that suggested that he was going to go to Newcastle United on loan for a season-long loan and effectively finds himself third choice, but uh, the, uh, the loan deal actually fell through in the end.
0: Yeah, I mean, th- people say effectively third choice. But you know, in my mind, Matt Target's the second best full left back at the club, and I think he probably is second best left back, uh, in in choice wise. But the reason Sam McQueen's got the nod on the bench is Sam McQueen offers that uh, two positions. As such, Matt Target's a good traditional left mm. back. Uh, play him as a left back, good player, and in pre-season he created some goals and he showed what he had. But he's not a Uh, You know a a wing back as such he hasn't he's like Luke Shaw Luke Shaw was never a wing back He was a good solid left back And nor is Matt Target Uh, so Sam McQueen uh, Is more being a a, a Converted winger is more of a a wing back and just uh, when you're looking at the bench It's sometimes you've got to look at what players that can offer you all round So Sam McQueen offered cover at left back, but he also offered attacking opportunities to come on as a wide player
1: and we obviously have high hopes for, for Matt Target. He signed a five-year extension in the mm. summer alongside uh, Stevens and Gallagher. But let's talk about the saga of the summer. Every single day since the uh, end of the last season, there was a headline that read Virgil van Dyke this, Virgil van Dyke that. But in the end, Liverpool had to settle for Virgil van Dyke. They certainly did. I wondered when that joke was coming in. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. I mean, Liverpool have been architects of their own downfall on this. If Liverpool had done things for the proper way. There is probably every chance that Virgil Van Dyke would have been a Liverpool player as we speak now, and we'd be talking about his departure. But they didn't, and part of the reason they didn't was Van Dyke's agent. And you know, part of that is due to the fact that it's the same agent that took Ronald Koeman to Everton, and there was a lot of bad blood. And Rob Jansen has not got a reputation as being a, a upstanding agent. <laughs> Uh, especially not at this football club so it's always going to end in tears what Liverpool didn't do though was bank on the fact they they bungled their eggs in one basket they, they employed a, a strategy of unsettling the player they, they used the player to unsettle him if I was Virgil van Dyke, I would be thinking what, what, what's, what, what am I going to really because you know he, he's been asked to Basically, withdraw his labour to force a move, mm. and no no footballer should be asked to do that. I'm not going to say that Van Dijk's blameless. He's a grown man and could easily have said, "Look, I'm a man of principles. I'm not doing it." But he didn't, and we've had the situation. Now we've got to look about what happens next. And I always say this, in, uh, whether I'm writing something or whether I'm speaking, it's never about what's just happened. It's always about what's happened next. And what we've got to do as a football club and as supporters of the football club is put this behind them and say, it doesn't matter what's gone on over the last month, three months or whatever. It's what happens going forward. There's three options now. Virgil van Dijk returns to training on Monday, gets fit, simulates himself back into the squad and team and makes himself available for selection and puts in the effort, etc needed and expected of him the second option is he goes back to training but goes through the motions and basically fulfills the terms of his contract but because you know doesn't really play because you can see that he's not really trying And the third option is he carries on as he's been doing for the last three, four months.
1: And that third option wouldn't hold any value to us because we've got a £70 million player there that's essentially, as uh, some people have been putting it on social media, rotting in the reserves.
0: Well, that's it. But we had to make a point. And the fact of the matter is all of the supporters have whinged on through the summer about Les Reid and the club and we're a selling club and we cave in at every opportunity. They conveniently forget we didn't cave in over Schneidlin, Schneidlin... (laughs) Or Morgan, <laughs> we didn't cave in over Morgan two, three years ago. We didn't cave in over Wanyama two years ago, uh, and when we we've proved get in a period of time that we'll sell when it's right for us. We've done that now. we put ourselves in a position where we don't need to sell players, and we've stuck to it. So what we need to do as fans is get behind it. Now, if Morgan, if Morgan, if. Virgil van Dijk wants to play silly buggers, as we say. Let him get on with it. You know, worst case scenario is we sell him for £70 million. If he doesn't train and he doesn't play, we'll fine him two weeks' wages every time. So mm. it'll cost us nothing and we'll sell him for what we sold before. We're in no real worst position. Best case scenario is he gets, he realises he gets back into the team and plays. Big factor of that could be Holland beat Bulgaria next week and stay in the World Cup. But if he comes back in and plays, it's in his business, and he should look. If he re- if he googles Liverpool Football Club and striking players, he'll find Luis Suarez, who who withdrew his labour. Liverpool refused to sell him to Arsenal. All sorts of underhand dealings. Suarez stayed, was Player of the Year both at Liverpool. Football Writers' Player of the Year, Premier League top scorers, Liverpool almost won the league, and instead of going to Arsenal, Suarez went to Barcelona for a lot more money and mm. win-win. That's what it's going to be. Hopefully, Virgil will do that. And if we get four months out of him, then great. Do
1: you but, think there is, there's a fear in January that we're going we're to... You know, Obviously, uh, there's a fear that we could lose him in, in January. Absolutely.
0: But again, it's all about getting we good at it. The old saying is it's better we've loved than lost, and that's the same with players. It was better that we had Toby Alderville for a year than not have Toby Alderville <coughs> for a year, even though he's on loan. It is better for this football club that we have Virgil van Dyke playing well in our team for four months. And if it is only four months, then that puts us in a stronger position than if he's not in it, uh, to be perfectly blunt, as they say. So, what we've got to do as supporters, we've got to accept it. We've got to accept, if he comes back in the team, there is no use, it's counterproductive to boo him, barrack him and whatever. Just accept it, it's it's business. It's not personal, it's business.
1: Now, if you you were Pellegrino, what would you say to him on Monday morning? Because the report suggests, as you say, that he might be coming back into the first team training.
0: Yeah, I mean, Pellegrino is a professional. He will say to him exactly what you would expect from a professional. He will say, you are a professional, to use the word professional many times, which isn't very professional. (laughs) Uh, but he will say to him, you're a professional, now do your job. He'll tell him all the things that I've just said and more. And what we'll find out is if Virgil, if Virgil van Dijk virtual. <laughs> is, is a is a man or is just a virtual man. And hopefully he will turn out to stand up, be a man and be a professional.
1: OK, well, then in, in summary, then our transfer window, how would you rate it? Uh, I guess out of 10, let's say an out of 10 rating. Zero being the worst, ten being uh, the best. I
0: would say it's a seven and a half to an eight. It's not a bad transfer window. We've held all the players that we wanted to hold. You know, classy, uh, Rodriguez, etc. Were more. You know, they, they're good players, but you can't have a, 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 a string of good players. More. You know, to a certain degree, and you know, we Hojbjerg. As good as classy, long as as good as Rob Reges, etc. We've got the, the the players that we need. We've held the big players that we wanted. Though the question remains over Van Dijk, and we've made two very astute signings. And as I said right at the beginning, fans want to see signings; they want to see money spent. But there's no use spending money just for the sake mm. of spending money.
1: We're never going to be that club to to cave into peer pressure like, uh, less the rest of the clubs have been. I mean, Bournemouth—they're they're paying 20, 25 million for a player that was essentially a Chelsea reserve. Well,
0: yeah, at the start of the transfer window, Bournemouth done their business very, very quickly. And, you know, I've seen social media say, no, oh, we can't even compete with Bournemouth. But when you look at Bournemouth's three key signings, and I think they've only made three real signings, this transfer window, although they have tried to make more, mm. but couldn't. Have they made three key signings, you've got to say the goalkeeper, uh, Chelsea reserve, Good. G- You know, better than average premiership keeper, but not a a truly I'd rather have Forster than him. You've got to say Nathan Akey, good central defender, I'd have liked to have seen him here, but but overpriced at 20 million. And you've and Jermaine Defoe, free transfer, yeah, but 34, 35. You Mm -hmm. know, you know, I would I rather have Charlie Austin, would I rather have Manolo Gabbiadini? Yeah. Would I rather have Shane Long?
1: Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to summarise, and I'll say uh, probably an eight out of ten about our transfer window. I think we're just missing that final piece of the jigsaw. People have been crying for a strike, and I think maybe that's the final piece that has been missing. But let us know in the comments below if you've enjoyed this uh, sort of podcast. Uh, let us know in the vote as well. What would you would you uh, integrate Van Dijk back into the squad again? Uh, click up in the i card in the corner there. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and uh, like, share, and subscribe for more.